0: Until, 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 until. The Mesechta has now begun its discussion, which will last around 4 perokim of the carbon pesach. Now, the halach is that whenever a carbon is brought, it needs to be brought for the sake of the carbon. The person who is carrying out the service of the carbon needs to be doing so with the intention of whatever carbon it is. For example, if it's a carbon shalomim, the co needs to have the intention that this is a carbon shalomim. As well as that, he also has to have intention for the sake of the person bringing it. Not that he's bringing it for anybody else. And there are four main parts of the bringing of a Korriban which require the Lishma aspect. Those four are Shekhita, when you slaughter the Korriban. Kabbalah Saddam, when you catch the blood in one of the Besar Mikdash's utensils. The blood which immediately squirts out as soon as the slaughtering takes place from the neck of the animal. Number three is the haylocha, the transporting of the dam, of the blood, towards the Mizbeach. And number four is the zrika sadam, throwing that blood onto the Mizbeach. Now when it comes to most korbanus, although Lishmah is a requirement, if it was not done Lishmah, then the carbon is still considered valid. The rest of the process of the carbon can be completed, the carbon can even be eaten. The carbon is considered a valid carbon. However, the person who bought the carbon needs to bring another carbon. It does not work to fulfill his obligation, so if that carbon was a carbon which was an obligation, then he would need to bring another carbon. But the carbon itself is valid. The two exceptions, at least according to most, there are only two exceptions, the two exceptions are carbon chatos and carbon pesach. If any of these first four stages of the bringing of the carbon, if they are not done then the entire carbon is invalid and the rest of the processes of the carbon cannot be done and the carbon cannot be eaten at all. And needless to say, the person will have to bring another carbon. And the fact that these two are the exceptions are learnt from Pesukim. So it begins the Mishnah Ha Pesach a That somebody slaughtered the carbon Pesach, not Lishmah. So he slaughtered it for the sake of a different carbon. For example, he had in mind to slaughter it for the sake of a carbon shalomim. Or the kibel if he caught the blood. He did Kabbalah's hadam, not Lishmah. The Hillech and he transported the, the blood. Nearer to them is Bayach, the Zorak, or he threw the blood if he did any of these four things. Shiloh Lishmay, not for the sake of the carbon Pesach. If he said that he's doing it for the sake of a different carbon, or even if it's Ailushmay Vashalo Lishmay. If he starts off doing that particular thing for the sake of the carbon pesach, and then for the second half of that particular thing, he does it not for the sake of a carbon pesach. For example, as he begins to slaughter, he has a mind to do it for the sake of a carbon Pesach. But in the middle of a slaughtering, he changes his mind, for example, and suddenly his intention is to do it for the sake of a different Korban. Or if he starts off doing it for the sake of a different carbon and ends off doing it for the sake of that Korban. In all of these cases, the entire carbon is invalid, it cannot be eaten, and of course he would not have fulfilled his obligation. asks the Mishnah what exactly does it mean? What would be an example of a case of doing it for the sake of the carbon and then not for the sake of the carbon? An Example would be L'shem Pesach L'shem Shalomim. If you started doing a particular one of those four activities for the sake of a carbon Pesach, but then you changed for it to be for the sake of a carbon Shalomim, and what would a case be of Shalodis Shem L'shemay, where it starts off not for the sake of the carbon and ends up for the sake of the carbon L'shem Shalomim L'shem Pesach? That would be, for example, where you start off with the intention of doing it for a carbon Shalomim, and then in the middle you change and you suddenly have the intention to do it for the sake of a carbon Pesach, since part of those four activities was not done lishma. the entire Korban is invalid. Mishnah Gimel, somebody slaughtered a Korban Pesach not for the sake of someone who can eat it. The halach is that people need to get into groups, a group known as a chabura, and each chabura gets one Korban Pesach, and they all eat from that one Korban Pesach. Now if a particular Korban Pesach was slaughtered, let's say for a particular group, but nobody in that group could actually eat a Kezayis of the Korban Pesach. The size of an olive of a carbon pesach. For example, everybody was ill or old. Overshlelim If somebody slaughtered the carbon pesach for the sake of somebody who is not part of that group, so let's say a particular chabura designated a carbon. They brought that carbon to the of mikdash and as the kohen is processing that carbon, he has the intention that this should work for a different chabura, for a different group. La or if the carbon was slaughtered for the sake of a group who have not had brismila that no one on the group has had b'smilah, or if nobody, if all of the group are tome, So in all these cases, the korban Pesach won't be able to be eaten. It's forbidden for a person who is tomei, or for a person who hasn't had a to eat a korban Pesach. So in all these cases, the korban once again would be totally invalid. However, says the Mishnah, if it was slaughtered for a group of people, a chabura, and within that chabura, there are people who can eat a kazais and people who can't eat a kazais. Or if it was slaughtered for those who are part of the Chabura and for those who are not part of the Chabura, for a Chabura who had both people who had a Brismaila and people who hadn't yet had a Brismaila, for a Chabura of both Tome and Tahar people, in these cases, Kosher, the carbon, is valid. And although we learned in the previous Mishnah that if part, if part of the time where he slaughtered the carbon, he had the wrong intention, then the entire carbon is invalid. Over here, it's different because there was no part of the avodah where he had the wrong intention totally, and it was sort of also a side intention. He didn't do it not lishma; he did it lishma. There was just another problem on the side that the people who shechted it for won't necessarily be able to eat it, but some of the people would be able to eat it. So because of that, the carbon is still considered to be valid. if he sorted the carbon Pesach before midday on erev Pesach is invalid, because the pasuk says that it needs to be slaughtered, which will translate to mean the afternoon. It literally means between the two evenings. And what that means is that from midday onwards, the sun already starts to go down. So that's considered the first evening, that it begins to be getting dark. And then the second evening is the beginning of night, when it is finished getting dark, when the sun has gone down. So any from six hours into the day until twelve hours into the day, that is when the Quran Pesach needs to be slaughtered. Now we learn from Mishnah Aleph that the carbon Pesach needs to be brought after the Carbon Tomid Shal ben Harbaim has been brought. The Tomid bin ben Har-Abayim is one of the two sheep which are brought every single day in the Besal Mikdash. And it's usually the last carbon to be brought, but on Erev Pesach, the carbon Pesach needs to be brought after the carbon Tomid. Nevertheless, says the Mishnah Shechotoy Kaudim la Tomid, if he slaughtered a carbon Pesach before the carbon Tomid was brought, kosher it is nevertheless valid but Yevad, meaning once it's done. However, as long as one should ideally continue to mix the blood of the Korban Pesach, until the blood of the Korban Tomid has been thrown onto the Mizbeach, and then he should throw the blood of the Korban Pesach onto the Mizbeach, so that at least the rest of the processing of the Korban Pesach can be done after the Korban Tomid. Nevertheless, that's the mission of Ibn Izraq. If, after all has been said, the blood of the korban pesach was thrown on the mizbeach before the blood of the korban Tomid, it is nevertheless kosher, valid once it's been done. Although, as we said, ideally, firstly, the korban Tomid should be totally slaughtered before the korban pesach, and even if you slaughter the korban pesach first, you should try and do the Zrika adam, the throwing of the blood on the mizbeach after the korban tamid. But again, if you did not do so, nevertheless, it is valid b'diavad. Mishdaleh, the Torah states that sishchat al dam you shall not slaughter the blood of my sacrifice whilst you still own chametz. And indeed, as the Mishnah tells us, has is a pesach one who slaughters a korban pesach whilst one of the members of the chabura bringing that korban pesach still owns chametz, or whilst the person slaughtering the korban pesach still owns chametz, overbelaysaseh, that person transgresses a negative prohibition of the Torah. The truth is the same applies for all four of these services. The slaughtering, the receiving of the blood, the transporting of the blood, the throwing of the blood. If Chometh is in the possession of any of them when that is done, then the carbon is invalid. Rabbi says, Even the afternoon carbon korban which is bought on Erev Pesach cannot be bought as long as the person slaughtering it and processing the carbon still owns Chometz. So Rabbi Behuda learns this from the Pasuk, which says, the blood of my sacrifice. Why does it say my sacrifice? What other carbon is known as my sacrifice? The answer is the carbon tomid. It's carbon The apostle calls it my carbon, Hashem's carbon. And so Rabbi Huda says that this prohibition is also referring to the carbon tomid, such that if the person who slaughters or does any of the other services processing the carbon tomid, if he still owns chomets, then he would also be violating a negative prohibition. Now Rabbi Shimon is the third opinion. And he takes it a step further because Rashi notes that the Torah has this prohibition twice. It says and also says. Why does the Torah say the same prohibition twice? To teach you that not only does this apply to the carbon Pesach, which is the simple explanation, but it really applies to every carbon. However, since it's said in two different Pesukim, it is learned that the halachas and the way that this law is applied to the Korban Pesach is different to the way that it is applied to other Korbanes. And the truth is, it's pretty much the exact opposite of each other. Because for as long as the prohibition applies to the Korban Pesach, it does not apply to the other Korbanes. Meaning, on Erev Pesach, when it applies to the Korban Pesach, then it does not apply to the other Korbanes. But on the dura- for the duration of Pesach itself... It does apply to the other Korbanos, but not to the Korban Pesach itself. And explains: Ha explains, HaPesach, Korban Pesach, bar bar Asar, on the 14th of Nisan, when the Korban Pesach can be brought, L'Shmoy, if he brings a Korban Pesach for the right reasons, lishma, he does it for the sake of a Korban Pesach, so it's a valid Korban, and the Korban Pesach can be eaten. So in that case, certainly Chayev, he would be liable if he does so while still owning some chametz. The Shaloy but if he slaughtered the Korban Pesach, not lishma, which means that the entire Koran Pesach is invalid and it cannot be eaten, says to be Shimon Potter. in that case he would be exempt, even if he, meaning even if he had chometz in his possession. He would not have violated the prohibition, because the prohibition is to do a valid slaughtering, whilst having chometz in your possession. But if the entire slaughtering wasn't valid, and the animal can still not be eaten, so Rabbi Shimon does not consider that to be considered a shechita, and therefore even if he owned chometz at that time, he would not have violated that prohibition. But when it comes to all other korbanos, as we learned at the beginning of this perech, all other korbanos which are bought even not lishma, the actual carbon is still valid. The owner might need to bring another carbon, but the actual carbon is considered valid and can be eaten. Which means that the shekhita is considered to be a shekhita, because it does permit the animal to be eaten. So the Mishnah says, and all other korbanos, whether they were bought lishma or not, if they were brought an heir of Pesach, and the person still had Chomets in his possession, so it's considered to be a valid Korban, but as we said, as long as the prohibition applies to Korban Pesach, it does not apply to other Korbanos, and therefore Potter who would be exempt. Or Amoye, then, during Pesach itself, Lishmoy, if he shechs the Korban Pesach, during Pesach itself, for the, with the intention of shechting it for a korban pesach, so of course a korban pesach can't be bought after the fourteenth of Nissan, and therefore it's not considered to be a valid korban. Which means that the entire shechita is not considered to be considered a shechita, and so certainly Potter he's exempt shelo lishma. But if he slaughtered it not lishma, and we're talking about a case where he had the intention to slaughter it for the sake of a korban shalomim. And halach is that a car- something which was designated to be a carbon pesach, if it passes the 14th of Nissan and it was not bought as a carbon pesach, then it becomes a regular carbon shalomim. Because really a carbon pesach is considered a type of carbon shalomim. And if it can't be as a carbon pesach, then it becomes a regular carbon shalomim. So if he slaughtered it, not for the sake of a carbon pesach, but for the sake of a carbon shalomim, during pesach, so that carbon will be valid. And it's not considered to be a carbon pesach. So as we said, during the duration of pesach, the prohibition of slaughtering a Korban whilst owning chomates applies to all other Korbanos, which are valid. And in this case, it's a different Korban, it's a Korban Shlomim, which is valid. And therefore, Chayef, he would be liable. Ush'or HaKlazavachim. And when it comes to all other Korbanos which are slaughtered during Pesach, whether they are bought for the right, for the sake of that Korban itself, or for the sake of a different carbon, Chayev, he would be liable, because the carbon is considered valid, even if it's not Lishma. However, there is one exception, <laughs> except for a Korriban Chathos, which was slaughtered not for the sake of a Korriban because when it comes to a Korriban khatas, it does need to be slaughtered Lishma, and if it was not slaughtered Lishma, then the entire carbon is considered invalid. Mishnah, hey, this Mishnah really begins to discuss the stages and the process of the bringing of the carbon Pesach, and which activities took place. the Karim Pesach, was slaughtered in three large groups of the Jewish people. They were split into three very large groups. Shlemah, as the Pasuk says, the entire group of the congregation of Yisrael will shecht it. And the Mishnah notes that in this Pasuk there are three different words to describe a group of Jews. Kohal, the aid of Yisrael. And we learn from there that there are three different groups of the people who go through the processing of the Quran Pesach. And the way it would work was that Nichna Sakasar the first group would enter into the Azara, the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, Nismalis Azara, the courtyard would be filled up, at which point Nalu Dalsis Azara, they would lock the doors of the courtyard. Toku, they would do a Takiyah, heyriu they would do a Teruah, Matoku, they would do a Takiyah again, different shofar blasts. Now, the Mishnah describes the positioning of the Karnim. The Karnim would be standing in rows. Across the width of the courtyard, they would be standing in rows. And in each of their hands, they had containers, utensils, of the Dosh, which were either silver or gold. And the Mishnah says that in order that the presentation be as honourable and beautiful as possible, Shroosh shakula Kesef Kesef, a row which was totally silver was totally silver. Gold, and a row which was totally gold would be gold, meaning that all of the carnivores in a particular row would have the same type of utensil. So there'll be a row of karnim holding silver utensils, and then a row holding all gold utensils, and that would be a beauty for the mitzvah. And they wouldn't mix and match silver and gold utensils within the rows. And the Mishnah ends off. And these containers did not have bases, so it was impossible to actually put them down flat. In case somebody would put it down, the Yikrush and the blood would congeal, it would harden because if they put it down for a second and then they stop mixing the blood, then after leaving it there for a little while, the blood will harden and it will no longer be fit for throwing on the Mizbeach. So to prevent that occurring, we make sure that the Karnim are holding onto that container of blood constantly, and stirring it so that it stays as a liquid, and remains fit for Zrikas Adam, for throwing it onto the Mizbeach.